What's up, everybody? My name is Lamont, and welcome back to the God is My Source podcast. We bridge the gap between God, money, business, family, and relationships, keeping it real. We're not acting like we holier than nobody else, but we root everything back to the word of God. I got the singing cake lady on today. That's right. That's right. That's right. Lady, straight from North Carolina. <laughs> I love wow. this lady. She she empowers me every time I talk to her. So I just wanted to bring her on this episode so that she can give you all some life so that God can speak through her and just let her tell her testimony and how God has been working in her life, how God has been showing her miracles. Sure. We're just about to get right into it. We're going to open up with a word of prayer and we're going to get into this episode and let God use us so that we can bring others to Christ and we can live an abundant life. Amen. Uh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We honor you and we praise you. We thank you for keeping us from danger, seen and unseen. You have kept our minds, Father God. We thank you for giving us God ideas, Lord Jesus. Lord, help us to not move loosely and take your grace for granted. We thank you for giving us this platform to speak to your people, draw your people nearer to you. We ask you, Lord, to speak through us on today so that we may touch hearts, touch minds and bring people closer to the will of God for their lives. You told us to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the things will be added unto us. Lord, we ask you, Lord, to help us to not lean unto our own understanding In all our ways. We shall acknowledge you and you will direct our path. We thank you that when we keep our minds stayed on you, you give us perfect peace. We thank you that you give us joy. We thank you that you show us what to do with our time and our resources. We thank you that you are our source and we shall not worry. We shall not fret because everything that happens, happens for the greater good of those in Christ. We thank you for the process. We thank you for the pruning. And we ask you to continue to guide us and let us know that we will never fall short. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray it is so and it shall be. Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 The singing cake lady is in the building. Want to be like little bro? Woman of God. Women's advocate, chef. She thought I was right. too. You feel That's me? That's right. She been helping me a lot through this process of getting back on track. I met her in North Carolina. I was living in Charlotte for a while. And she just was all when I when I met her, she just was always a blessing to my life. It was not like it was no, it was never in fakeness. It was always straightforward. It was like Whenever I seen her, it was always just, she just had this spirit, this is just spirit of joy, the spirit of love that she always displayed. And I just thank her for that. So who is, who, who is the singing cake lady? Let's, let, let's talk about that. How, first of all, how are you doing? How are you doing? I haven't seen you in a while. How are you doing? I am fabulistically fantastic. Huh? I made it work. <laughs> you like that? Huh? <laughs> I'm good though, bro. I'm good. You know, I'm still in the Queen City, you know, kind of miss you a little bit, you know, seeing you um, as often as I did. But um, you asked the question, who was the singing cake lady? Uh, singing cake lady is just a brand, to be honest with you. Um, how the singing cake lady came about, you know, I was living in Greensboro at the time. Uh, before I moved here to the Queen City and you know I did I uh, was working for working at a warehouse or whatever and um, you know I, I love to bake you know when I was a little girl probably about eight uh, seven or eight years old I used to say I wanted to be a baker 
right? You know, you're playing with your little toys and your Barbies and, you know, your mama and your daddy buy you a, 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 kitchen, a, kitchen, a kitchen set and all this other kind of stuff. And you're trying to, you know, pretend and all this other kind of stuff, right? So I was eight years old. But when I lived in Greensboro, I was, uh, you know, like I said, working in warehouses and stuff like that. And when I would go in these buildings, I used to look up and be like, how in the world did they get this? Mm. Like I was, I didn't have the mindset of, I'm just going to go in here and make my money. No, I want to know how, how can I get something like this? So automatically my mind shifted, you know, to entrepreneurship, right? Because I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get some of this money. Like, I don't want to work for you. I want to have my own stuff. Mm -hmm. So going back to the same cake lady, I was, you know, baking cakes and, you know, selling cakes and stuff like that in Greensboro, North Carolina to people, you know what I'm saying, that will put their orders in and stuff like that. And um, I heard, and I believe it was the Holy Spirit, you know, whispering in my ear, the singing cake lady. And I said, what the heck is that? What is the singing cake lady, right? So from that, I just launched out and was like, oh, because I, you know, singing cake lady is not just about cakes, mm -hmm. right? Singing cake lady, who singing cake lady is, is a woman that loves to bake, but has a passion for music, mm. right? So I'm wearing a shirt right now that I made. It says life without music would be flat. Mm. And that's pretty much what it is for me, right? So the singing cake lady, again, the singing cake lady, you know, love to bake, but I have a passion for music. For me, it's about music. You know, I went to, went to school, you know, and, and was taught, you know, a couple of things about baking and about cooking. I've been singing all my life. So, you know, when I heard the Holy Spirit speak that, word to me speak that name to me the singing cake lady is when i stepped out and started doing youtube videos um so i have a youtube channel the singing cake lady um youtube channel and on there you will see me having fun you'll see me living life you know it's three things that i live by live love and laugh right so and you'll see me doing all those things and so i get joy in you know and i play like different genres of music now you get on there you may not hear fred hammond <laughs> you may not hear Molly music, right? You may hear Phil Collins. You may hear, you know what I'm saying, Bob Marley. You may hear, you know what I'm saying, it's just different things. But you best believe the music that I that I have on my channel is a message behind it. And it goes along with, you know what I'm saying, what I'm preparing. But I'm teaching you how to make certain dishes. And, you, you know, you get on there, you, you may not see me making a cake. You may see me making some other chicken, you know what I'm saying, with my son, my oldest son. So for me, it's all about, you know, it's about bringing joy into people's homes, especially in these times, you know, with this COVID mess going on, you know, people, you know, losing loved ones and all sorts of kind of stuff, you know, it's all about spreading the love, spreading the truth, you know what I'm saying, that Jesus loves you and it doesn't matter, you know what I'm saying, your lifestyle, even though he wants you to change, right? Um, the Bible says, with love and kindness have I drawn thee, right? Mm -hmm. and so I'm using that love right and i'm using i'm using that music and i'm using that silliness that you're gonna see right to to draw you you know what i'm saying closer to to that platform and, and initially to god amen amen she got a lot of good stuff on that uh youtube channel she gonna teach you how to throw it down in the kitchen if you don't know how to cook hey how about her youtube channel i'll tell you hey and that's right she got these uh the cinnamon rolls Oh, yeah. 
The cinnamon rolls. <laughs> Man. So like, cause we, we met in North Carolina and so uh, we, we, we know all the COVID stuff going on. It's funny that all this COVID stuff going on. I just told my mother today, she was like, uh, yeah, all the people at the church, they, they talking about, they got, they got the COVID, you know, the new variant. And, uh, my mother, I told my mother, I, I don't know why I even woke up. My mother woke, she didn't wake me up. I just woke up and I just heard her. And I asked her, right. I said, where are you about to go? She said, well, I'm about to go get a COVID test. Cause all the people <laughs> at the church, I'm go. I said, well, don't get that COVID test. She said, well, well, why, why you say that? I said, look, you can go get the COVID test if you want to, but if you go get the COVID test, you're uh, uh -huh. having faith and possibly having it. You're right. You cancel the imagination from your mind. Whether you have it or not, you're going to cancel it and it's going to flee. Right. So now when in your words, power in your words. So I went in my time of right. prayer and everything and she just, she was cleaning up and she was like, you right. I'm not about to go get that test. I was only going to get it because I was like, she was like, I'm not really even having no symptoms. I just was going to get it because everybody else is going to get it. And it's so funny because my cousin, all my, like, all three of my cousins on my father's side, they all got it. So my right. aunt over there belligerently scared. My father he ain't scared for real, but because he been going to church a little bit, he been listening to me, but it's it just funny how, and I'm not dismissing, I'm not dismissing it at all, because this, this is definitely right. serious, but the thing it's about serious. it, yeah. it's, it's funny how, how you think and how you speak make things come right. into existence and draw things to your life, because how we met, we got closer to each other because we was going to a church that our pastor, he wasn't allowing us to have faith in COVID at all. No. We no. got through a whole pandemic, 2020, right. nobody had COVID. We was having full church. I'm talking about y'all, we was having real, like, it wasn't a uh, city. No we had no mask. We had, no. the world was calling us foolish. They had us on all the, all the platforms. They were talking about us, but that brought all of the saints closer and then we just started touching in the green and and it just was like we just got through covid no nothing right. nobody died nobody had covid we was having full out church even when when they started telling people to go back to church we was already ready we had a new building built and everything <laughs> we, three new buildings built. we was already ready for, for to go back in and i'm talking about it was no we didn't have 20 members we had each location had what you think about like between three to 500 members. Oh yeah. Each location. Easy. We had a full convocation with over a thousand people and nobody got no COVID. We didn't wear a mask. Nobody. We didn't do none of that. So it's like, I'm not telling nobody to dismiss what's going on. But what I am saying is have faith that God is going to deliver you. The word of God tells us, that we should know that no weapon formed us shall prosper. That don't mean right. weapon won't form, but I mean it's it not prosper. prosper. So you got to speak right. things into existence. No evil shall befall me. No plague shall come down my dwelling. 
And that's right. what happened because the God is not a liar. He's not like the son of man. He should repent. So his word has to come back. Right. And shift you. Now, I'm not going to say you're not going to get it. That's not saying that right. you're not going to have symptoms, but it's not right. going to affect you. It's not going to stop you. It's not going to get you off track. Right. So, I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you. Go, go, go. I, 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 you know this little song. You know I told y'all love music. <laughs> so this little, this little song. You know I'm. You know. You know I'm. I'm born in Missionary Baptist Church. You know. You know our pastor always clowning us, but I'm tell you, it's them. It's them hymns, bruh, mm. that brought me through. Mm. Right. So so if you don't mind, I'm. I'm. I want to sing a little. I want to sing a little piece of this. Let's this go. Hymn, not. Let's go. All right. Bring us My in. hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but Holy lean on Jesus' name, on Christ the Son, let rock I stand, all of the ground is sinking sand, all of the ground is sinking sand. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Hey, she brought us in. That, that was the that was the praise and worship right there. We we ought to turn to the church now. Hey, let's go. Sing a cake lady in the building. I need some uh sound. That's right. I need some sound effects. You just you just opened it up. I need to get some sound effects so I can hit the bomb or something like that. Hey, just know that's coming soon. Guys, my soul podcast. We about to we about to start. Yeah, we about to praise and worship over here, dog. Too, we gotta bring, we gotta, we gotta show the streets how to, how, 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 how we gotta connect the streets with the church, make it happen. That's so right. Stand it, bring it in, cause it's funny how we look at religion, right? And it's not even religion. Some our pastor had told us one time. He said the only reason why we call ourselves Christian is because the world started calling us Christian. Right. Just followers. People were just followers of what Jesus did and, and believed that he died and raised for their sins. And then right. people was right. like, oh, y'all the Christ follow, y'all the Christians. Right. <laughs> and right. we understand how much power we really have because we just label ourselves as Christians, and to the point though, now you got all the do denominations and different forms. Right. And when we start unifying ourselves, we, we can understand that where there's unity, there's the anointing. The anointing comes about with right. unity. So we well, wait, 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 bro, let me stop you there. So, so, so when they was calling us Christians, they was trying to be funny, really. They was mocking us, really. They were really mocking us when they were saying, oh, oh, y'all Christians. There won't no, there wasn't no, 
you know, no thing, no good thing. They was trying to be funny. No, for real. For real. They were trying to be funny. I, I can't throw that in there. <laughs> no, for real. They were trying to be funny, trying to mock us, call us Christians. Oh, y'all, oh, y'all the Jesus people. Oh, right. The Christians. Oh, Christ. Oh, Christ. And, and <laughs> if we know the truth. We know the truth shall set you free. Right. We shouldn't even get caught up in like just veering a different way. I say that to say because we know the truth. We know we need this stuff. It's not like a a Sunday thing. Right. That's one thing going to KCC showed me like this is not a, a Sunday thing. This is a life no. thing. It's a relationship. It's a relationship for one. You know, for me, I've always chosen, even though, you know, like I said, raised up in the Baptist church and there are a lot of traditions that go with that, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm grateful to God that he has stripped those, you know, even before I moved here, he has started stripping away those traditional mindsets, you know what I'm saying, of things that I've learned, you know what I'm saying, as a child to let me know, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's about relationship, you know, at the top of everything, you know, and that, and what that looks like is, you know what I'm saying, getting in my word, talking to the Lord, not just, like you say, it's not a Sunday thing, right? It's an everyday thing. It's a life, it's a life changing, you know, it's life changing moments, you know what I'm saying, that you have with God. You know, it's plenty of times I would be riding in my, you know, a lot of times, you know, I'm, I'm singing whether I'm in the kitchen, you know, that's, that's when I feel like I get, I get the closer to God. If that, if that's a thing in the kitchen, you know what I'm saying? When I'm cooking, but then here lately I could be driving in my car mm. and I would, you know, blast a song like I just sung, you know, and just the Lord would just, just put a song in my spirit. And I would just sing and I would just talk to the Lord, praying in the spirit and stuff like that. But anyway, it's definitely not about religion for me. It's about relationship. Now you got to have a relationship. Period. Like, <laughs> I think that one of the main things during this COVID thing that we should have learned is we have to have that relationship with Christ. Right. Because the, the religion is going to fall. Because we, we see it now. The, the religion... Religion is just the tradition of doing things. Right. What right. God had told me was like, whatever, what you do continuously. Right. What you do religiously, continuously turns into worship. Right. You worship the most. That's your God, because that's what you idolize. So. Right. How many times have we made all type of things our God? We turn our job into our God. We turn our kids into our God. We turn, honestly, some people have turned COVID into their God. The way right. they have being scared of it, fearing it, and just, just going about it into ways of this is what you're thinking about all the time. This is what you're doing all the time. People turn all type of things. It's idolatry. It's just, it just, and it's funny that one of the main things that the Israelites was doing when they was in the wilderness, they was just praising idols. And I feel like that's the same thing we be doing today. You got people praising themselves. You got the Instagram going, Facebook going. But once we bring full reverence to God, we understand how to really maneuver. Because what if, what if COVID would have happened, right? 
Right. And instead of everybody running, being scared or closing everything down, everybody ran to the church. Right. Everybody ran to their church, <laughs> fall on their knees. You feel what I'm saying? Turn from right. their ways. And they just start seeing people getting healed. People coming there full right. COVID, laying hands laid on them, fully healed, fully healed. Right. Talking about man's wisdom. Talking about you, you better use wisdom. That's the first thing they tell you. Better use oh, wisdom. Right. Better use wisdom. Right. But what if we would have changed a lot, bro. the world? We would have right. changed the world. They wouldn't be, the hospitals probably would have been put out of business. Right. <laughs> Oh, I don't even want to talk about that because I'm I'm sick and tired. What well, I don't say sick and tired. You know you got it's power in your words. But a lot of the commercials that are on TV, what you see, everything. pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical. Everything is pharmaceutical. Everybody wants you to go go take go tell your doctor about this medicine. Why? Why? That's what's taking over the world. But anyway, why can't you just trust God and believe that when he said, with the stripes, I'm healed? Mm-hmm. Why can't do that? <laughs> why I gotta go, why I gotta take a why I gotta take a pill that the side effects could be like Pastor said uh Tuesday. Well, my your arm gonna fall off, or you're gonna die, you're gonna lose your hair. Why why I'm gonna take that risk when I can just trust God? Lean anyway. to own understanding. Right. That's right. It, and that's it, something we got it. We have to learn how to do, you know. And and Lord is, he's he's teaching. Well, he's been teaching me for a minute how to really totally trust and depend on him. He wants us to do that and not fear. The Bible tell us he didn't give us a spirit of fear. He didn't, but a power of love and a sound mind. He didn't give us a spirit of fear. And if and if we really but he said without faith, it's impossible. Paul said without faith, it's impossible. No. Yeah, you said without faith, it's impossible to please God. I was making sure that I was that was Paul, not James. But he said without faith, it's impossible to please him. We must believe that he rewarded those who diligently seek him. Seek him. That's right. So That's if right. we don't have faith, we don't believe that he going to provide for us, essentially. That's what the word oh, that I say. My God. My God. Because he's yep. a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. Seek him. That's right. That's right, man. The, the word is not like, we look at the word as just something. I think a lot of people just look at the word as just, oh, it's the Bible or whatever. But everything that happens in life is in that book. Like if you, I read the Bible for the first time <laughs> back in 22, right. and it wasn't even because of COVID. It was because right. I was convicted by our pastor to do it. Right. So, and I did that. <laughs> I was I, I, I was on social media fast the whole year. I had stopped getting on social media. And I was big on right. social media. Like, I used to be on social media all the time. I stopped getting on social media. And then when they had said COVID was happening. I was at the gym and they was had on ESPN COVID. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not conspiracy theorist, but I'm just like one of those people that be like, everything is a distraction type. Right. And I'm like, whatever. Right. But my homies was like, nah, it's real, bro. 
I was like, I ain't real. They just distract us from this, that, and the third. The market about to crash or something. They just try to distract us. I go to work and they like, yeah, so we're leaving work at 12 today. Um, take your stuff home because we're we don't know when we're coming back because the COVID-19 virus. I'm like, <laughs> in two weeks turn to a month. A month turn into three months. Then three right. months turn into a year. Then a oh year turn into two years. We was working from yep. home. And I was like, mm. dang, these people scared of this. They get I seen a meme one day and they had, uh, they was like, well, remember when, first, when COVID first happened and they had all these people <laughs> wearing uh -huh. stuff, people in space suits. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That's funny. Like, it's hilarious because it's like, it, it gets to the point that like, if you this scared, it's like, what do you really believe? If you if you that scared, like essentially real life, you that scared to die, right? You really believe you're going to a better place. We mm -hmm. all fear it, though. We all fear death, right? But do you you fear it because you don't know what's gonna happen? And if yeah, you don't right. know, what are you doing to prepare yourself? to know that part and the only thing you really can do to prepare yourself is this amen now prayer right. fasting you feel me getting it into it and it's not even about no religious thing it's like really understanding what's going on because the funniest thing is i know more people in the streets that got more faith than people that go to church every hey, day and they they live in a whole nother life. Mm, mm, mm. Ain't that something? Now that's something. <laughs> I'm like, we gotta we, and it's not it's not bash nobody, but we we all are, we all put in position to have to edify each other. Right. Wasn't scripture say build each other up in thy most holy faith? Mm-hmm. What, what scripture is that? Get get that for the people. I don't know. Let me let me let me let me look it up. We got Google now. Me, you, you know, let me let me just throw in there. I'm a PK kid too, so I raised in the church, and hey, you know, my daddy's was a pastor. <laughs> so so a lot of times these scriptures just come up because of what I you know my daddy used to force it down my throat. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> hey, if it's, in, hey, it's in you, it's gonna come up. You feel it's me? It's gonna come up. Now I can't tell you where it's at. Yeah, I, now a lot of times I can't you, tell you what script at now, but what did you say again? Build yourself up in our most holy faith. It's gonna come up. Praise the Lord. I praise God. I'm telling you, you know, I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm gonna keep it all the way 100. And you I know keep it all the way 100. I ain't gonna uh, lie to you. I swear to God to you. I started reading this today, Jude, because that's are you Bible serious? Is. Yeah, are you serious? First is Jude one twenty, and you know Jude only got one chapter because right. If y'all want to read the Bible front to back in a year, it's easy. 
our pastor taught us to read three chapters a day, five on Sundays. Right. But if you want to make it just simple, you read four chapters a day. You're going to read the entire Bible front to back. It's simple. Yeah. It's not, I mean, we should be trying to actively give God between two and three hours of our time a day because that's the tithe of our time, two hours right. 40 minutes. But this will help you to get into the motion of doing that. Because like, right. if we give him our time, he's going to show us to do the rest of our time. For real, for real. That's right. That's right. Jude one twenty say, I'm going to read King James. But ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> read the whole, get to the whole chapter. Yeah, we might well, you might well read the one. Might well read it now. We're going to start. We're going to get the new King James. We're going to start where you, you just told me to read. Start with verse 20. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Mm -hmm. That don't Amen. add up to what we're talking about right now. Holy Ghost. But you ever seen that meme? The, the, the TikTok, they be like, Holy Spirit, activate. Hey, yeah. <laughs> activate. Hey, I see. So they got a new feature on TikTok now, right? Where you yeah. can see the... uh. You can see the actual original video. Right. So the original video, the lady was on, I don't know if it was Family Feud, but she was on some uh gaming show. Uh-huh. Where you had to guess like the, the answers. <laughs> so right. doing was she was trying to get the answer. And she like, uh -huh. oh spirit, activate. <laughs> and then the crowd start clapping. <laughs> activate, activate. But for real though, we need to, like, I seen another meme one day was like, he said, do you think you need the Holy, he said, do you think you need uh, Jesus to do something? And then uh -huh. the person was like, the person got on the video was like, are you kidding me? You need <laughs> Jesus to go to Walmart, bro. You need the Holy Ghost <laughs> to go down the street. <laughs> they be doing some crazy stuff out there. Crazy. But, it really is for real though. Like God, he 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 let us he let us have joy through humor, right? But some of this stuff, like we real life though, like really understanding like how much God really love us and how He can shift things at any time. At any time, things can change. My God, that's the truth. One bro. decision can change your entire life. Right. For the good or for the bad. So That's if we right. put our time in this. Right. That's right. We can really understand how to make the proper decisions so we can move forward because we're going to get distracted. You're going you're gonna to fall short. you human. Right. Right. But what are you rooted in? Something I had to get on myself about was like I try to like, like I said, with that two hours and 40 minutes, but I started noticing it was, it was religious. Right. It was like, careful, a, yeah, I was getting irritated if I couldn't get up at a certain time and all this other stuff. And then God dealt with me. He was like, 
yeah, you plan for that. Mm. But the sacrifice is going to come. Putting me first is more of a sacrifice right. than it is making sure you do it. Right. Right. Giving up things to make this happen. Right. So instead of me, almost oh, social media, it, it need to be, all right, well, yeah, I mean, you ain't do, you, you, you ain't, you might didn't do it at this time, but all right, let's, let's take some time to, to do it now. Get or, it in there. Or you, sometimes you want to take a little nap. How about instead of taking that nap, you, you hop into prayer right quick. Right. Pray for some strength. Right. As you say, you want to be a millionaire, the millionaires, I mean, they sleep, but they not they not taking no random naps because they they tired of whatever going on around <laughs> them or whatever. They, you you got to get your sleep, you got to get your rest. But you say you want to be a millionaire, you got to put yourself in position. Right. What if you say God told you to go to the library? You wanted to go to take you a nap at one o'clock. God told you to go to the library, but when you get to the library, you the singing cake lady. Somebody. <laughs> Somebody, you over here, somebody at the library talking about, yeah, we were looking for the caterer, but they canceled on us. Right. Right <laughs> place at the right time. <laughs> you, this the, is this the, this the, uh, the Civic Center, downtown Charlotte. Because you, you was out of position because you wasn't rooted and getting and guarded because you wanted to go to sleep a little longer yesterday. You 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 usually wake up at six, but you was like, ah, I can wake up at eight today. Wake up, get your little 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 ten minute prayer in, read your right. scripture. You talking about some holy spirit <laughs> activate? Now we gotta dive in it. Like we gotta really dive in it, cause if we really understand this word, we live by this word, right? It's, it's a life changer. It's scary what can really happen because everything in here, I swear to God, everything here. I was reading one time and it was talking about like people talk about how Solomon was rich. Right. And not a lot of people understand why he was. I mean, they know he he made the, the declaration and wanted wisdom. Right. I say you're gonna be, but all right, now let's get into the details. Okay. So Solomon was like he was so wise governments was coming to him to ask for assistance My to God. operate their company to operate they they countries right now he's basically like a consultant Mm-mm. consulting people on how to conduct business in their countries which put him in position to be over trade over mm. Because now, so now he's basically the CEO or whatever company they had at that time that was right. managing the trade. Mm, mm, so mm. he got basically an asset management company because he's over the he over the trade and the investments. Right. And then he reinvested that money because they said he had the largest stable of horses. I, I, don't mistake me. I think they said he had 400 horses. So right. he had 400 horses. He basically was the Rolls Royce mm. of mm. the time. Mm. So now he reinvested his profits back into that. 
And now he getting, he getting, he just getting royalties. He he ain't doing nothing but oh when they call him, oh yeah, it's board meeting. Yeah, board meeting. Make sure y'all come to uh get to <laughs> Jerusalem because we right. have a board meeting. Countries all over. They said Bathsheba come. She like, I gotta go see this. I mean, not Bathsheba, uh uh Queen Sheba. Queen Sheba, Sheba. Queen of Sheba. You gotta come. She gotta make sure everything happened. <laughs> he said Bathsheba. Hey, that's his mama. Uh uh, Queen she become she like I need to I need to see what's going on over there with Solomon, right? She brought him, she brought him gifts. Uh huh. Then he got he for him to have all them girls. It's funny, and we talk about this too because it's funny how men they chase women, right? It says Solomon. Solomon probably was the biggest player. That we can ever think of. They said he had 700 wives and 400 concubines. Player, player. These men can't even handle two women and they trying to be players. He has 700. And I ain't condoning it at all. But y'all run around here. We run around here chasing tail. Solomon chased the wisdom and he chased the God. He can't beat him off of him. He like, well, you want to get married too? I guess. I mean, you look good. I guess you can get married. He probably, he probably was in a position where if he had 700 wives, he probably was only meeting some of these women once. Right. Had to. <laughs> That's a lot of women. That is a lot of women, bro. One time. That's it. And then on to the next one. <laughs> so get back all right we, we got up a little topic but that, that that's true <laughs> we better trust in god because we got to be directed if you ain't directed you're gonna be tripping you're gonna be that's right you're gonna be, you're gonna be at the club you're gonna be you're gonna be at the casino how many everywhere people, you ain't supposed to be i know people who go to and, and like i said we not we we making a joke out of it, but it's right. true. Like right. really start paying attention to what you're doing with your time. Because if you aren't utilizing your time to be a servant, God told me this one day, he said, he put this on my heart one day. If I'm not using my time to serve others, to add value to their lives, I'm wasting my time because that's how I'm going to add value to my own life, to my children's children's life. That's how I'm a right. profit. Right. If I'm not utilizing my gift to pour into other people, I'm wasting my time. So now what am I doing? Is what I'm doing going to help me? Right. We know that drinking, not technically a sin, but right. if I'm getting drunk every night, I'm right. 1942, Don Julio, Casamigos, party at my house. <laughs> what am I really doing? And everybody who coming over here partying with me, they just trying to get away from their problems. The Bible tells us. What is that scripture that says? All things are expedient, but not beneficial. What is that scripture? Let me see. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Sound like Solomon. <laughs> Probably a proverb. No, it's, uh, so that's Paul. Uh, 1 Corinthians 10.23. Let's read it. 
so the, so the people so the people can see what to say. Huh? Amen. First Corinthians. I'm gonna pull out the Bible. I just you just made me add another segment to my uh. Cause I I t- I typically just just you feel me, but I was like I was like God I need to I wanna I wanna change this up a little bit because I wanna get interactive with the people. We going we ain't having church but we want we want we need to pour into each other. He said, right. I would say iron sharper iron before French. That's what it's saying now. What I say, First Corinthians 10 23. Hey, this is the best, this is the best Bible too. I thought that the uh they told me Thompson Chain, and then I had this Bible too. This is a good Bible too. The uh Hebrew, Hebrew Greek keyword study Bible give you a lot of oh root. wow. It gave you give you a lot of root words. So y'all right. want preachers or whatever. You feel me? I want the ministry. These are some good Bibles. This Bible right here, though, this it gives you so many excerpts. This is the, the MacArthur Study Bible. I got the large print. I see. <laughs> but it gives you like the excerpts and it tell you like it, it, it's so much stuff in here. For your studying. Right. The 1023. All things are lawful for me, okay, yeah. but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but not all things edify. Right. Now, what version is that you read? This is the new King James version. What's the, what's the King James version say? King James say. King James say lawful to say all things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient, like you said. Yeah. yeah. All things are lawful for me, but not all things edify, but all things edify not. Let no man seek his own, but every man, but every man another's wealth. Right. Praise the Lord. Whoever is so in the shambles that eat, asking no question for consciousness sake, for the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. If any of them that believe not bid you to, to a feast and ye be disposed to go, whatsoever is set before you, eat, asking no question for consciousness sake. But if any man say unto you, this is offered and sacrificed unto idols, eat not for his sake that shewed it and for conscience sake, for the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Mm-hmm. Ain't that something? Is God, this God world. That's right now. If we seeking man's wisdom before God's wisdom. We tripping because God gonna make it plain. Period. That's right. And, and we know that the blessing of the Lord make a rich add no sorrow. So if He right. make it plain, it just is what it is. You might just get some stuff on your lap. I was uh, I was looking at some stuff the other day. My brother wanted to be a barber, so I was mm-hmm. like. One thing you can do right now is you can get the building now. Right. Because your goal, right. yeah, you want to be a barber, that's your trade. But the goal right. 
is to own. own the place where everybody come. And we yeah. finding, I had this lady look for the commercial spaces. I'm talking, man, I was like, the prices, it was crazy. Mm -hmm. But I have full, I have full faith that if I wasn't really trying to seek God, I probably wouldn't even thought to told him that. Right. Because people right. are not buying commercial spaces right now because people are not renting. No, that's right now. That's people right. Are pulling in their houses. That's right. But the prices we find them for these barbershops and salons. <laughs> people buy, people buy houses for these prices. Right. That's ridiculous. And I'm talking about these coming with with the uh apartments in them. I found wow. a, I found a place. It was a store, it's a storefront, two-sided storefront. One side of the storefront got the got the salon and everything in it. Right. It, upstairs is a is three three apartments, one three bedroom, one bathroom. And two two bedrooms, one bathroom apartments upstairs. Get out of here! <laughs> I told him. I said, "Look, check this out." <laughs> so, how did you? So you move? How you end up getting to Charlotte then? Let me tell you the story about that. Huh? Okay. I was minding my own business, bro. I love Greensboro. I love where I was. Right. At the time, I started working in a warehouse, and I used to listen to. Um, I used to follow, even though I, I went to. Um, I was a part of this ministry. Um, in Greensboro, I would also um listen to William Murphy. Everybody know who William Murphy is. He had started this one thousand people praying um thing that he was doing. I think it was every Thursday, right at seven o'clock in the morning, and I was listening to him like every Thursday. I was on there. You know, and I really believe that that's who I was, um, one of the voices that I was supposed to have been listening to in that um, season of my life got me through a lot, you know, grew me up a lot. But anyway, I was um, getting ready for work and um, and I was listening to him, you know, praying and stuff like that. I was listening. He said, I don't know who this is for. But somebody get ready to move. He said, you might as well go ahead and pack your stuff up now. And I don't you don't know where you're going to go but it's time for you to leave where you are. Mm. And I forgot this uh, scripture reference that he gave um, when he was talking about it. But when you're talking about that thing hit me like a ton of bricks, you know, and at the time, you know, I'm, 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 I'm older, you know, I got four kids and all my kids grown. I know I don't look like it, but, but I do. So at the time I had uh, my twin daughters and my, my baby boy, was living with me. My baby boy at the time, um, he was he was in his last year of high school. Mm. And uh and I received like I said that word hit me like a ton of bricks. I went to work, started bringing boxes home, started packing my stuff up. My kids looking at me like, my where you going? <laughs> like, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm getting out of here. Cause because I know that my time up. You know, my time here is about to be up. At that time, I didn't know where in the world I was going, right? But I trusted God. I trusted God. You know, I trusted the word, you know what I'm saying, that came out of the man of God's mouth. And I moved on it, right? And so um, 
A little bit after that, you know, I already told you I was doing baking and stuff like that. I said, man, I said, you know what? I might as well go and go to school. My kids, you know, pretty much baby boy, you know, in high school, he getting ready to get on out and, and go to college and do what he do. It's time me to live my life now. Go on and do some things to, you know, perfect me and perfect my craft and stuff like that, right? So I applied for Johnson Wales. Mm. And that's how I ended up here. Now, I didn't end up finishing there. I didn't finish at Johnson Wales because, you know, the money. But the Lord used, I, I believe, you know, even in that, the Lord just used me, just used Johnson Wales to get me here. Mm. You know, and that's, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to Johnson Wales and I was studying bacon and pastry, you know, um, and just learning little, little tricks and tips and tricks, you know what I'm saying, to make my craft better. Um, and ways to discipline myself, you know, as it relates to bacon and things like that, right? Um, and I, I met up with, hooked up with my child, one of my, well, not childhood friends, but young adult uh, hood friends from my hometown, because I'm originally from Fayetteville, North Carolina. Okay. Um, everybody knows about uh, Fort Bragg Air Force Base. So, um, but that's where initially where I'm born and raised. And so when I moved, when I moved up here, I was um, at Gabe's, uh, one of these stores, uh, clothing stores called Gabe's up here. And I was in there. I like to go in there and just look around because they got a lot of vintage stuff, you know, stuff back in the day. I like to throw pieces together. I like fashion too, y'all. See my, you know. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I'm in there looking around and I see one of my good friends. Her name was Raj. She passed away a couple years ago. Mm. And I looked. Both of us did like a triple take. Now, before that, I had just prayed. I was like, because I was still following my old pastor in Greensboro, watching him online. I was like, God, I can't keep doing this, man. I need to cover it. And I don't know, you know, and, and it was another church that my brother was, was at the time my brother used to live here. Um, he was going to a popular church in, in Charlotte. I'm not going to call the name. And it was cool, but it wasn't me. And, um, and so I said, Lord, I said, I, I need a covering. I can't keep doing this. And so I ran into my friend. Like I said, we did a triple take. And she told me about KCC. And that's how I ended up going there. But I really, going back to how I ended up being here. You know, I believe the Lord had, had used William Murphy to speak that word of faith. You know, speak that word, which gave me the faith, you know what I'm saying, to pack my stuff up. I got accepted into Johnson Wells, moved here to Charlotte. You know what I'm saying? And now I'm in a position, even though I'm still, you know, entrepreneurship, but I got a job to where I started off part-time. And now I'm the head honcho. I'm the uh, nutrition coordinator at a job for a facility here for girls that have um, been in traumatic um, situations, um, messed up stuff, you know, whether it's, uh, parents, I mean, from stuff like parents getting molested by their parents, you know, mm. they end up being some crazy stuff. But I started off small, and the Lord put me in this this situation. Now, if I would have stayed in Greensboro, if I wouldn't obey that voice and would have stayed in Greensboro, I, I wouldn't be where I am right now. And and where I am right now is not my final destination, because because mm. I, I mean, since you're recording this, I might as well go and say it. I'm, I'm about to be a billionaire. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Speaking into existence. 
I'm over here getting my charger now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's how I ended up being here. Um, you know, through by way of uh, Johnson Wells to where I am now. The Lord used it as a tool to get me here. Amen. Amen. So you just spoke on some, you spoke volumes. People, people, you about to touch somebody because somebody right now is afraid to leave their family. Yeah. And I'm talking about, I left, I left everybody. When I came here, bro, I was here by myself. I came here by myself. I left my kids. I left my mom. I left my, my mom, my dad. You know, of course they, you know, they had moved. And I'm telling you, I'm be honest with you now. When I moved, it probably spoke some, it probably gave them the faith to move because at the time they were still living in my hometown. Mm. But they packed up and moved to Durham, North Carolina. Mm. So you never know. You never know when you do these little faith things, who is touching you? That faith come by hearing. And hearing by the word. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And I'm you saying, I didn't know where the heck I was going. When I heard it, like I said, bro, I didn't know where the heck I was going. But I knew I was getting out of there. And I trusted, but I trusted God. You know what I'm saying? I didn't allow fear to set in my heart. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, some, some, some of us can do at times. You know, when we are unsure of things, you know, it, it can cause fear to set in and cause you to stay where you know it's time for you to get up and get out of there. Mm -hmm. I just decided, I just decided that I wasn't going to do that. I'm telling you, that's not the only, that's not the only faith step that I took, you know, as it relates to leaving. So I told you, I, I'm from Fayetteville, North Carolina, right? And um, another situation I'm going to give you, when I moved to Greensboro, I moved to Greensboro from Fayetteville. Now, I had been there, you know, I was in, I'm not ashamed to say I was, I was married. Now, it's going to sound crazy to y'all, man. Tell you right now, I warn you right now. I was married to the same guy three times. Ain't that crazy? But you got pride. To him. Can you say pride? So you got divorced to him and kept marrying him. Why? Why did I do that? Right? I, I, you know, I, I, a little bit, probably a little bit of that was probably love, but a lot of it was pride, right? Because you know, when I had my first child, yeah, I'm, I'm being very transparent right now, but I'm, I'm praying that it helps somebody. You know, um, the Bible says we overcome by the word of our testimony, by the blood of the land. So that's what I'm doing right now. So I was 19 when I had my first child. And, you know, I already told y'all, I'm a PK kid. So you, you're growing up, your daddy's a pastor, you having kids and you ain't married. So, you know, I ended up marrying this dude. I was abusive. He was abusive to me, mentally and physically abusive to me, right? And so the reason why I kept going back and forth because I was like, man, I'm not going, I don't want nobody else calling my kids, uh, want my kids call, to call nobody else daddy. And the other thing is, I didn't want to be that girl with all these different baby daddies. Mm. That was the main thing. I didn't want to be that girl with all these different baby daddies. And I didn't want, I mean, it, 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 that's just what it was. And so I was like, in my mind, crazy at the time, it was, it was, it was, and even though he was out in the street messing around, doing all this stuff, right? Coming home, calling me all things, everything but a child of God. 
it was easy for me to deal with him because he's the father of my kids. And so that's why that, that that's why that happened going back and forth. But so uh, when my, my baby boy at the time, he was a sophomore in high school. My other kids had graduated. The twins had just, I, I had twin daughters too. So they had just graduated high school. I said, okay, it's, it's time to go now because I, I want my baby boy to have a better opportunity. So that's when, that's when we moved to Greensboro. I packed up all my stuff. I left. I told my ex, enough is enough. It's over. It's over for you. Packed my stuff up and I left. I ain't looked back since. Mm. So we moved to Greensboro. It was it was rough, just like it was rough when I moved here because I was like, I mean, it was it was a lot of when I moved here it was a lot of situations where I, I was almost homeless. But I trusted God, right? And I didn't stay. I didn't stay in a place because of fear. Moved to Greensboro, you know, started working. Lord bless me, you know, with, with a nice apartment. And, and that's that's just what happened. You built your ark. You you was like, I'm building the ark. What, what's the uh what's the preacher's name? <laughs> <laughs> what you say is pre the preacher's name again was William Murphy. William, William Murphy. Murphy. William Murphy gave you the word of the Lord. You built your ark. You knew that the storm was coming. You knew the yeah. blessings was coming. You just had to get prepared for it. They said yeah. Noah. What was a hundred? I think it was a hundred twenty. He was building the ark for hundred twenty years. Yeah, I think I'm like that's a long time. And people looking at them. And I'm gonna tell you now. That's how what when I when I lived in Greensboro. Before I moved up here, I never forget. When I moved, when I uh, when I was talking about leaving, these people was looking at me like I was crazy. Why are you leaving? I was making pretty good money where I was. Mm. Right? Full benefit, full-time job, making pretty good money what I was doing. And they was like, are you gonna leave here? <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, I'm gonna leave here. Cause I want something more than what y'all settling for here. And they would say little things, you know, management, some of the management would say little things, you know, like them people used to say back in the day when they was mocking the Christians, oh, you that Christian, you a Christian, you know, you that, that you that Christian or whatever, could they follow? But it was, it was saying, they were a little saying, a little mockery, you know, mocking me because, you know, I made the choice to, to leave. And the better myself, they was oh oh wow. We we hope you make it. We shall hope you make it. Oh, I'm gonna make it because I'm trusting the Lord, and He ain't gonna let me down. He's not gonna let me fail. He's not gonna let me fall. Amen. He not. Amen. He ain't gonna let you fall and stay there. <laughs> exactly. If something happened. It was it was for the process. Exactly. You ready for something? Exactly. They laughed at Noah for sure. They did. It didn't even rain yet. If yep. the water would come up from the ground and they like, right. you about to, you rain. Yeah, God says it's going to rain. They like, ah, oh, you, oh, you moving by your, they probably was like, oh, you moving by your faith. Like, oh, they probably <laughs> like laughing at them. And then they, now they all dead, dead and gone. Right, right. And it's funny how that happened because. 
the Lord moved me here. And who knows where I would, what kind of mindset I would be in if I would stay where I was before all this COVID stuff happened. Mm. The Lord moved me. And I called my pastor every time I address him. I call, I address him as my pastor, my prophet, my Noah, my spiritual father. I look at him as Noah. That's how I look at him. Because when we came here in the thick of all this, you know what we talked about it earlier, in the thick of all this COVID stuff and everybody around us. I had some people that was telling me, oh, you better use your common sense. What they got to do with anything? And you read your Bible. My, my, my parents, you know, was one of the ones, use your common sense. Well, at this point, I ain't got no common sense. All I got is word sense. And if the word of God say this, guess what I ain't going to do? And I'm just going to leave it at that. Praise the Lord. Real. And it led you to even like start moving in ministry in a way because you said you got a job at a facility that assists uh, troubled women. Yep. Teenagers and young adult, young adult women. Yep. And you, you, you basically cook there, but you pour into their lives, correct? Yep. Yep. And you said you was in an abusive situation. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. This may sound crazy. But I'm, when I tell you years ago, okay, I, I told you when we started out, I was probably eight years old. I said I wanted to be a baker. Okay, that was that. Well, in 1999 was when my baby boy was born. And at the time, you know, I called myself trying, I was trying to get away from my ex-husband. And so my, 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 I have two brothers. I have one that's closer to age um, to me. Um, he was living in Virginia at the time in um, Newport, uh, what was it? Newport News, Virginia. And I said, I'm gonna go up there and stay with him so I can try to, I gotta get away from this joker. So I went to go stay with him, right? And um, him and I took my sons with me, went to go stay with him. And I was um, I was laying across the bed in, in the room I was staying in. And I was just reading my word, you know, and praying, talking to the Lord. And I had this, I had this open vision. Mm. And it was of I saw like these young girls. It was like it was coming to me like 3D. Have you ever seen uh, the Wizard of Oz? Mm -hmm. You know that part when when the witch was like in in that you seen it like 3D in your face. Mm -hmm. That's how these that's how these girls were like coming to my face like 3D, right? And I was like, but the girls that were coming to my face that I was seeing, they were single, unwed, young, single, unwed girls mm. and I was saying Lord why in the world are you showing me this why are you showing me this why are you showing me these young girls right and then I heard it's going to be a period of your life where you're going to have to walk alone mm. and when I moved here it was nobody here that was my period of walking by myself I was always used to always having somebody around me whether it was my kids you know, when I was in high school or whatever, I wouldn't consider myself the most popular girl. But I had a lot of a lot of people, you know, like me. You know, they thought a lot of me. 
So, um, but uh, what did I what did I say all of that for? Oh, to where I am now. So I had that that open vision back in 1999. We in 2021 now. Mm. And I'm look, I'm thinking about that open vision I had about those girls, those young girls that I saw. And this 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 is I'm actually living out what I saw back in 1999. You were still married and everything, right? Yeah. Huh, though the vision Terry wait on it. <laughs> well, it ain't gonna lie. It's not gonna lie. <laughs> hey, if God give you a vision or he tell you that you're gonna do something, just know that you're gonna do it. No matter how it. much you try to avoid it, anything. I ain't lying now. You're gonna do it. And I'm telling you, I'm I'm grateful. I'm so grateful. Um, I can't say that all the time it felt good because it didn't. But I am grateful um, to be in this place, you know, that I'm in. I'm, I'm just grateful. Amen. Mm-hmm. And you ended up, now you, you helping these women get, avoid, well, you helping them get out of situations. And you helping them avoid getting into, your, getting into the situation that you was in. Right. It's funny because a lot of women now, it's like they they want to run the marriage. They want to run the marriage. They want to run the marriage. That ain't smart. They want to run the marriage. They want to run the marriage. Or or they, why can I just be happy? I just want to be married. I just, but what if you marry the wrong person? Ooh. And I did that three times. But see, here's the thing with that, right? And this is what, and I and I, and I, I think I'm qualified to say that because, you know, I've been married three times. But, you know, a lot of women, they fall in love with that whole idea of being married because that was me. They don't, they don't, they overlook the responsibility. You know, they, they overlook, you know, what marriage is really going to be like when you get into it. It's not always peaches and cream. It's not always our pastor say, you know, even though pastor ain't never been married before, but he's, he was right when he said that. Somebody, somebody with some wisdom told him this, right? They was married. But it, it, it's not always going to be, you're not always going to love that person all the time. You're not. But that's why it's important to wait for the person that the Lord has for you. It'll keep you from a whole lot of heartache. And a whole lot of pain, I'm gonna tell you that. And just to understand the role, like we're not talking about gender roles, we're talking about the roles that God gave us. Right. He made the woman to assist the man. This is not your beneath or nothing. This is he made the woman to be a helper, a help, they call it a help me or whatever. Right. He made her be a helper. So when you got married to your and to your husband, your ex-husband, did you you probably didn't even look like what you got planned for the future. What's your What's your vision? What, what, what Where are we going? Let you me tell you something. So let me tell you how that went down. So I met him. I was in high school. We were in high school. Met him in high school, right? He was kind of like he was my first, right? Everything. And um, and I remember being on the phone with him. I used to have, my mom and my dad used to have like the J.C. Penney's do back in the day. Back in the 90s now, these JC Penney's catalogs. 
and we I used to flip through the catalog. Oh, this is what we gonna have when we get in our house, and this is what we gonna do. So he's a barber. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't tell you, you know, I went to school for cosmetology too. So I got my cosmetology license. Mm. So I, I came up with uncles around me that said, you know, you go to school and learn a trade. You know, don't go to school for like four, five years on one thing. You learn how to do like several things. So I went to school for cosmetology, right? I got that um, trade under my belt. Went to school for culinary. You know, even though I didn't finish at Johnson Wells, I went to another school. I didn't stop there. I went to another uh, culinary school here in Charlotte and got my certification for um, culinary. So I would do, you know, have little things like that under my belt so I can do it. You know, and I would be out there in the yard with my uncle then while they changing oil and changing tires and learning how to do that, too. <laughs> so, um, dang, I said all that to say what? I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> You was talking about, uh, I had asked you, did you even know like where y'all was going? Oh, or yeah, did- yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think I did, but he didn't have a vision. And that's what the problem was. Because you have- was made to help him. It's not that you was made to just do what he want to do. You was made to assist whatever man that you marry achieve the vision that God gave him because essentially the vision that God gave him is for y'all. Right. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't have a vision for himself. And so it put me in several situations where I I was the head of the house and I didn't want to be, I was forced to be, Mm. you know, doing things that the, the husband was supposed to be doing. I wasn't supposed to be doing that. Mm. And he would let me do it. And I'd be like. And you would have knew that if you want to put yourself in a position to where you had to do it. Right. Right. And so now I ain't got no problem waiting. <laughs> don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting. <laughs> hey, I know one thing we, we had got cool about because we was on the singles ministry together. Yeah. One day we was having a discussion and we was talking about the importance of being single and being happy in your singleness. So many people want to be with another individual so bad. They don't even know they sales. They don't know what they want. They don't know what they're looking for. And they just really just doing it for the status quo. The Holy Ghost telling me earlier this morning I don't know if this is a prophecy or whatever, but he was like, be on the lookout because people are going to start getting in relationships for image purposes. They're doing that now. Kind of like celebrities. <laughs> like, like, because you know, celebrities, a lot of people they they set up. Like, right. so if it arranged, looks good, they don't, and stuff. not even just arranged. That too, though, but it's going to be a situation to where or if this benefits us, this is what we're going to go with. Mm-mm. And it's going to be, it's going to be a situation where people are going to be playing matchmaker. Mm-mm. That's not smart. All because for the image, for, for the, for the, what they say, the gram, do it for the you, gram. You, you worry about what somebody think. See, that's the problem that I have. You, 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 you are you certified to talk about that because that's what you was doing, correct? Exactly. 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. And see, that's the problem. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I, I really have a that's that's one of my biggest pet peeves, right? Is and that's why I, I always try my best to keep it 100 and not I don't I don't worry about what people think about me. Period. Mm. Period. Because I understand that people are so fickle, can be, can be so fickle to where they cool with you one minute and, and it doesn't matter what you say. It don't matter what you got on. It don't matter. None of that matters. They can be cool with, with you one minute, down with you one minute, and the next minute they ain't. I love people. I'm a people person, but I don't give a darn about what nobody think about me. And it, but you, but, but in order to, this is what I've learned. In order to get to that point, you got to know who you are and you got to be comfortable with who you are but not only that you have to seek the creator who, who made you and and make sure that how you are and who you are is who he created you to be mm. and not based off of what what you think somebody you know how you think somebody's gonna look upon you as mm-hmm or comparing yourself because he would compare himself to another it's is not wise it's not wise. I seek to get approved from one being, and that's God. That's it. Let him affirm you. That's right. Because when you do that, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. It'll save you. It's, it, and, and see, I used to be a people, when I was younger now, I used to be a people pleaser. Doing things, turning, I find myself doing cartwheels and and, and what what um Pastor Butt used to say, gorilla gorilla stumps and uh uh cheetah stumps and uh gorilla flips. <laughs> For people, I don't do that no more because mm-hmm. I know who I am, and that's not that's not being arrogant, that's not being prideful, because you know you got to be careful with that because sometimes people will try to make you you know, make you feel bad when you're confident in yourself. Mm-hmm. That's a di- It's a difference between the confidence and the pride. The confidence is understanding who you is and knowing what God exactly. calls you to do. That's why you, you got to know your purpose. Right. 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 And so when you know who you are and get back to this single thing, right? When you know who you are, you know, um, and you know your role. You won't allow a man, I'm speaking for women, you won't allow a man to put you in a situation where you ain't supposed to be. And that is being the head. You're not, you wasn't created to be the head. You was created to be a help me. You got something so they want to do. Not that's right. what they want to do, but that's the role they take on. It's like they take on the role of, uh-oh, Devil tried to stop us. Something wants to happen. Let me call her back. You're going to go on commercial break.
What's up, everybody? We back. Devil tried to stop us, but we we not gonna get stopped. You feel me? That's right. That's right. Only we left off, but it really don't matter because <laughs> we was in the veins talking about living single in Christ and the importance of understanding who we are, where we going, and what right. we was called to do before even jumping into a relationship. Marriage. And I or think a relationship. It's hard because everybody trying to satisfy their flesh. I was talking to a girl the other day and we were just discussing some stuff and she, she like, she cool. I've been cool with her for a couple years. Like, and she was like, Lamont, I want to be married. Like this, that, and the third. Boom, boom. I was like, what's the rush though? This, that, and the third. She was like, can I be honest with you? I was like, yeah, what's up? She was like, boy, I want to have sex and I don't want to have sex. And I always got to sit there and repent about it. Just down the third, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I understand your frustration. Cause like, I, ain't, I mean, I, ain't, I ain't a saint either when it comes to everything, but why would you, so you rather risk your life mm. or not? Mm, right. Right. Let's keep it all. I know it's hard though. Like, but. That's not beneficial to your assignment to just jump into a relationship or get married because, because of, that. of that, though. Like, you want to have sex, and then you marry this person, right? And that, this was this is my testimony because I'm I'm low key that that was why I wanted to get married. You know, you get married, you know, you want to have sex. For me, it was, you know, I grew up watching Disney. You know, you, you see Snow White, Seven Dwarfs. You see, you know, all of these cartoons where the woman is getting married. You got this dude riding in on a white horse and supposed to rescue you and all sorts of kind of stuff. So you dream a lot about being married when you're younger. You know, you get like pressured. Your, your mama, your grandmama, when you going to get married, girl? If you're 30 years old, when you going to get married, girl? Not saying that's, that was my case. But I mean, it's a lot of pressure for women from other women and other people. You know, they look at you crazy if you ain't married. Mm. So, but we know that it's because, you know, you want to have sex, but you better be careful with that. Because with me, married this dude, you end up wake up and you married to the devil. You'd have been better off waiting for the Lord, who that person the Lord got for you. Then being in situations where you married to the purity devil. Or just somebody you just not, y'all ain't even on the same page. Like no. Especially for dudes. I talk to dudes about that all the time. I'll be, I mean, because we don't be jumping to marriage, we jump into jumping into bed. You feel what I'm saying? Right. And they'd be like, I'll be like, hey, I got a whole nother revelation. I'm not telling y'all that I'm more, I'm but. My whole standpoint that is a little different now. I gotta you better pay attention because hey, these girls not playing fair now. They some of them you you and then you you already understand. All right, so you you go outside the church to get your your needs satisfied. You better be careful because <laughs> hey, they out here tripping right now. It's funny that they just come up on because hey, they tripping right now. Y'all better. <laughs> hey, they is they own some whole other stuff. Like 
is like witchcraft being played around with. Like I was yeah. by the other day, and they was talking about how one of their friends was talking about like they was trying to get prayer because they found out a girl they slept with washed his underwear in her period blood. Oh my god. Witchcraft. Oh, she didn't want to leave that bad. And then for her to even jump, stoop to that level of understanding that maybe she was raised that way. But a lot of I know a lot of women, they veer towards the route of, I guess they call it spirituality or whatever they Buddha, whatever they doing because right. of the hurt of what a man put them through. Right. And I understand, yep. I'm not gonna say I understand you doing that. I don't understand that at all. But I understand that's, going that's through pictures from hurt. Right. But this why we better jump in here. You better. You better. <laughs> we better jump in and here. Answer all things, honey. We better, and, and I don't it's just it's it's just weird to me how we come to to this. We, we come to this, like, we need to really, like, assess what we really want. Because right. most people, I think they don't even want the, the marriage. No. I think they just want what come with it. Right. That's true. And like you said, it ain't all... It's not all peaches and cream, I'm telling you. It's not, but, is, but it can be though. It but ain't all roses. Some guns yeah. too. It's right, guns but it, but it can be. It can be. It can be. It can be. But it can be when you're with the right person. You with the right person. When you exactly. with the right person, because I'm telling you, you know, I'm I'm waiting on my Boaz, and I know that whenever he comes, you know. I'm looking at my marriage as ministry, which is what I, where I should have, you know, the, is the mindset that I should have had, you know, when I was younger, but I didn't know, you know, I didn't know. All I knew was I saw my mom, my dad, my mom, my dad still together. And they are the best of friends. You know, my mom and dad been married over, over 40 years. And, and I saw them, you know, uh, working together, doing things together. I saw team, two team players, right? And it wasn't a thing where, because you know, a lot of times men want the women, want the woman to do everything, want the woman to cook and take care of the kids and all that kind of stuff. But the kind of house that I grew up in, if my dad got home before my mom did from work, my daddy cooked, right? If my mom got home before my daddy did, she cooked. Right, and I already told you they. I was. I'm a PK kid, so it was. It's like you went to church every day of the week, right? They had prayer meeting on Tuesday night, mm -hmm. and um, and it was church all the time. But they took turns taking care of us on Sunday. You know what I'm saying? My mom had something going on or whatever. My dad did my hair. It didn't look like what my mama did. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> got you together but though. he did it but he did it right he made it presentable you know what i'm saying to help my mom i sent my dad wash clothes at the time yeah we had a dryer but they would hang clothes out on the line my daddy would be out there hanging clothes out on the line you know what i'm saying that's the kind of stuff that i saw and i you know in my mind i said that's what marriage is 
You know what I'm saying? To me, that's what marriage is supposed to be to me. You know, my dad's a, a pastor, was a pastor at the time. And a lot of times when he would go preaching and stuff, the only person that you heard saying amen was my mama. Mm. So she was she was his cheerleader. You know what I'm saying? She was his uh, help me, you know what I'm saying? As far as helping him out with stuff right in the bedroom too now. And, and you know, he, he just did. <laughs> but both of them helped each other. And that's what, when I look at marriage, I think about marriage, that's what it is. That's what it is for me. It's about ministry. It's about doing life. It's about doing ministry together. You know, my parents ministered not just to the to the church, but to to their family, to to us. You know, even though we, my dad was a pastor, he get up in the morning. Uh, whatever we get ready to go to church, we had Bible study before we went to Sunday school, or we had Sunday school before we went to church Sunday school. Mm. You know, we, we we had Bible study on Wednesday. We had. You know, that prayer, we we get up early in the morning before we went to school and had that devotional time before we went to school. Mm. And I used to be mad as all get out because I was like, man, I just won't let just let me sleep. But I'm grateful for all of that now. I look at that now. I'm but grateful for rude. all of that now. You rooted you. Yeah, I'm grateful that my, one of my favorite scriptures is one plant, another water. But it's God that brings the increase. The Lord used my parents to plant that seed. And he sent other, I did a, I posted a video on my, on my Facebook page where I, I took the time and I created a video that, that started off saying that one plants another water, but it's God to bring the increase. And I pretty much gave a shout out to all the people that had, the Lord had um, sent, um, across my path to help water that seed, to help cultivate, you know, um, that seed that was planted for my parents. You know, um, W.T. Ford, Apostle W.T. Ford, and when I was in Fayetteville, and there were a lot of, a lot of, you know, other ones too, you know, but these were the main ones, Apostle W.T. Ford, uh, um, um, Brian Pierce in Greensboro, senior. Used to sing with, uh, well, still sing with them, men of standard, and now prophet. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful. This is not my final destin destination. Probably got a long way to go, but I'm grateful for where I'm at right now. Amen. Continue to stay rooted. Right. Stay rooted through all the things, the storms come. But we got weather the storm by being rooted by the word of God, rooted by other people, other believers. They said iron sharpen iron. Therefore, another friends sharpen another. And right. I even think about that one day. I was uh, going through something and I was just discouraged by like where I was at with some things. And I was like, well, I don't even got nobody to talk to about this. And God was just right. like, I mean, you claim to be iron, right? Right. <laughs> iron is only sharpened by iron. And if right. iron is only sharpened by iron, why would you want something that's not iron mm. to try to sharpen you? That's mm. how you get dull. That's right. That's right. So we got to surround right. ourselves with the right people. 
sometimes we're in a season of solitude to have to reflect and understand where God is trying to take us, plan out, plan out the vision, see the vision, see where it's going, though the vision turns yeah. and the weight on it. For it. Yep. And you got to be like Elijah. You feel me? Like, uh, when Elijah, when he said it was going to rain, I hear the sound the rain. In the abundance of rain. Yes, sir. Rain. They said it was still sunny outside. It's like, it ain't no rain coming, Elijah. He like, all right, go back. Man, will go back seven times. Yeah. Seen a cloud the size of a man. You see it. Begin. Other people might not see it, but God gonna put you around other people that is gonna be able to see it with you. Amen. And everybody can't see it. The reason why everybody can't see it is he don't give everybody the same vision. But he also too, everybody can't. They they don't need to see it because what right. if your cousin Pookie or or your friend Ray Ray, they just want the benefit. That's all. They're not about to be there to assist. They're not about to pick up a chair. They're not about to do nothing to assist this situation. But they're going to be right there when it's time to celebrate. They're going to be right there when the food coming out. They're going to be right. right there when, when oh, they, yeah, uh, coming to the stage is the singing cake lady. She's going right. to sing us a song. They're going to be right there like, yeah. Let, yes, let me tell you. We knew each Let other in the garden. Let me tell you something. So, so going back, you know I love music, man, and all that ain't gospel. So, uh, PJ Morton, you know who that is? Mm -hmm. PJ Morton. He's he's. I, I, just, I just found out not so long ago he used to play the background for uh, Maroon Five. Okay. But anyway, but anyway, he got this song. It says. When it's all said and done, they gonna wanna come. Once the battle is won, they gonna wanna come. And then this part. Oh, you are so predictable. You are so busy, but now you want tickets to the show. You see what I'm talking about? Well, you wanna be a part of the crew. Just for the reason of fear of missing out. Oh, when it's all said and done, they're going to want to come. And then it all goes back to what you said. They won't feel you when you was when you were struggling trying to get through it. Now you're making all this money, they want to be in your face. Rick Ross say, was you wasn't with me shooting in the gym? Huh? <laughs> you wasn't with me shooting in the gym? No. <laughs> hey, well, what you shooting in the gym? But I mean, and they gonna bring different people into your life to assist you because all the seasons in your life attached to people. Right. And we That's if right. you but if you're not ready for the season, he can't bring the person. He can't because you're gonna run away. Character oh, self-sabotage. Self-sabotage, you're gonna be scared. Like he trying to use me, they trying to use me. Like that's important too, though, with the relationship thing. I think that's something I had to like deal with within myself. Because I had to always like I ain't gonna lie, like growing up, I'm from Cleveland. So 
it always was a situation where you didn't really know if the girl really wanted to mess with you for real or right. was she trying to reap a benefit or was she trying to get close to somebody you knew or whatever or did she think you were somebody that you wasn't or did she know you were somebody and just was trying so you always in a situation where you're like ah, whatever I, I whatever we so i had to start thinking like doubt <laughs> hey everybody not trying everybody not trying to finesse right would genuinely want to be there like some people genuinely like being around you or some people genuinely like what you bring to the table you can't always think that somebody trying to get over and i think that right. was a, a stronghold thought that, that was stronghold thinking that was that was displayed through experience of where i grew up where everybody always trying to finesse like everybody like everybody always trying to get over i went to the cadillac dealership <laughs> and i'm getting my car uh service i'm getting some front brakes on the car and mm -hmm. it was like you know how much it's gonna cost and everything and i don't know even why i'm thinking i'm just about to drop it off i was gonna pay the price whatever he was like yeah you know how much it's gonna cost and everything right and i was like yeah i said front brakes it should be what around like 350 he was like um he went back, he went to the office where he came back. He was like, yeah, it's probably going to be, or I don't know, we're going to have to estimate it, but it's going to probably be about like 650. I said 650 for front brakes? I know that's like, right. He was like, he was like, yeah. I was like, I'm like, I'm like I know it's a Cadillac, but 650, I was like, I started calling people and stuff. And then on top of that, for them to tell me if it was going to be 650, they going to charge me 150 to check. So I'm Get like. out of here. Get so either way y'all trying to, so I call people instantly. I'm like, can I do it myself or whatever? Right. The craziest thing is when I was in Charlotte, I got my back breaks that take more time. I got them done for 350 and we're not Get talking about coders. These just the pads. <laughs> and I'm like, man, no, 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 no. I call somebody. They did it. Hey, we, we, we did it for cheaper, but it was just like an understanding of like, like I just said, the get over mentality that I right. had, I didn't even know that different dealerships can charge different prices. Yeah. I'm yeah. thinking that air, but they just trying to, they, they knew they see, they were like, all right, you know, like we see you coming and I'm yep. glad I had the money, but I didn't want to spend it for real. I'm mm -hmm. glad I did not have it to spend because I would have just paid it on some like charge it to the kingdom is going to come back. Da, da, da. But no, they were trying to get over so then that right. thought process, it follows me. And I got to break that stronghold because people are not, everybody not trying to get over it. Some people just right. really, they just want to be there to help. They want to assist. They, they're there to be a servant. And right. y'all got to pay attention to that too because every girl not trying to whatever. I think that's why men so want to get into women's pants so much because they feel like if they are doing xyz or they treating her xyz they should receive some type of benefit that's what that sound that sound about right even some women they well, i'm not like saying it sound right but it makes sense. they they probably feel like they should be like you got this whole this whole city girl thing they do they you paying for this you paying for that before you touch me this that and the third one will it's a all the robbery. I'm from. We call that prostitution. 
Uh-oh. Where I'm from, we call that. Let, let me get close to the camera so y'all can see my lips. Prostitution. Hey. hey she says prostitution if they pan to play, but <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. They got the OnlyFans now, and it's crazy, but I don't agree with it. But God going to change your thought if you just lean on him. Right. But it's that's what it's about. We we really gotta stop trying to always look at what somebody else gonna do for us. Like, right. are you what are what are your intentions? Like, if your intentions is to try to gain, did you really want to do it? Right. And if you really want to do it, you're not gonna care about what come in return. But then, for me, bro, it's all about surrounding yourself around the right people too because when you have the right people around you there's no way that you can continue to have that same mindset with people trying to get over you mm -hmm. if you around people that you know that's what they do then you're gonna keep thinking you're gonna keep i mean and you got every reason to feel to continue to feel that way because you know that that person what that what that person is capable of cap mm -hmm. capable of so you you have to and if that means Making your your circle smaller, then you need to make your circle smaller. Got to get rid of the slimy people from around you. You can't right. trust them. You ain't right. got to dismiss them from your life. But Lynn Richardson said something one day. I was listening to her and she was saying that like, your life is like a Broadway show premiere. Right. You got different people. In your life, you got people in the background, they behind the stage. You got people that's in the stands. Right. And then you got people that got to watch on TV. They all in proximity to your life, but they all got a different reach. Yeah, that's right. Access to you. That's good. And so... I That's had to start incorporating that. Like, I'm not cutting people off or none of that stuff. Or, but I understand that to protect whatever God has in me to the, right. to the world, I have to make sure that I'm cultivated in the right environment. That's right. My grandma used to say, "Feed them with a long hammer spoon." And that old school there. <laughs> they still there. But they ain't as close up and personal, you know what I'm saying, to you. Mm-hmm. That's important, though. For real, for real. So, like, what, what what's the future look like for uh the singing cake lady? Oh, man. Next five years, looking like, restaurant, private chef, what you got going on? No, you know, you know what? I, I want of being... Wait, hold on. You breaking up the devil trying to do something right now. I don't want Yeah, yeah. It's okay. He mad. He might as well shut up or leave us alone. And can you hear me now? I'll rebuke you and the blood of Jesus is against you right now. Yeah, you back. Amen. He mad. He mad because I said what I said. But I'm going to say it again. You ready for it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I
Satan, the Lord rebuke you in the blood of Jesus against I'm you. Get, I'm, I'm, I'm. <laughs> you still can't hear me? You, it just keep on like trying to break up. Yeah. Okay. He, he a lie. But anyway, I said what I had said was I am going to be a distributor of the kingdom. That's what I said. Mm. Amen. Now take that devil. Take that hey. devil. Shondo. You know, you know, I'm that where I'm, I'm, you know, continuing to do fun things, you know, like my YouTube video. I see even having my own, um, you know, filming some things and filming different recipes. That's, that's really what I love to do. I like the whole idea of, yeah, it's good to get a, a, you know, to get a cake from me or to get some cinnamon rolls from me, but why not learn how to make it yourself? Mm -hmm. Why make it yourself? You ingredients that you already got at your house. And let's jam while we doing it. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm about. That's what I'm about. <laughs> we do not own the rights to this music. Uh, let, let, me, let me get that sugar over there. Let me get that sugar over there. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Got the twins in there. Right. Everybody. And let me get that sugar over there. Let me get them eggs over there. <laughs> no, yeah. definitely. Don't. But I, that's where I see my... Um, that's where I'm set. Gravitate toward. Amen. We're going to. How to do. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. What is going on? Why? Wow. He's mad, bro. It's okay. He can sit on the tack with no drawers on. I don't even care. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that devil can sit on the tack with. Draw. I don't even care. <laughs> For sure. But make sure he feel all that. But anyway, I can't stand him. But yeah, that's where I'm at with that. It's about you know building live a living legacy. You know those three things that I told you to live by earlier: live, love, laugh. That's my living legacy. And I do it through you know me being the same cake lady. Me just living my life period you know with people that i come across that don't even know me as a saying hey lady you know they, they look they know me as sister cc right um you said earlier you know saying i'm i'm a very real person and you see me and um and i think that i know that in being that way you know um people have um, receive it loving me and I'm grateful for that amen uh, you keep it real every time I told y'all from jump they see you gonna keep it real <laughs> I'm gonna keep it all the way 100 <laughs> she gonna keep it real she gonna keep it joy you would never know that she been through some of the things she went through I remember when she first told me I was like what <laughs> <laughs> you would never know she got a smile on her face all the time 
always trying yeah. to bring joy to other people. And that's how we're supposed to live our life. We're supposed to not allow the enemy to distract us, get us off beat. We got to stay in the vein, stay connected to God, stay yeah. connected to ourselves, yeah. understand who we are so that we can assist others along this journey called life. Appreciate you for coming on. You touched me. Absolute pleasure. This was good. I like this. Uh, you just gave me the format of how I want to do this stuff now. Like, I like the I like the way this just flowed. I I, I like the way this just flowed. We're gonna we're gonna keep them tapped in. Like I said, this is the God is my source podcast. We bridge the gap between God, money, business, family, and relationships for the culture so that we can understand how to put God first. So he can show us what to do with everything else. So we ain't living in lack. We rebuke the spirit of lack. We're not living in no spirit of, of ungodliness. We're not living in no spirit of depression. We speak joy in our lives, prosperity, all of that is going to come. But it's going to come through knowing this right here, living this right here, understanding this right here, prayer, fasting. Lean on each other, iron sharpen iron. Therefore, a friend should sharpen another. And we appreciate the singing cake lady, Sister Cece, for hopping on here talking with us. And we're going to ask Sister Cece, the singing cake lady, to pray us out. Okay, can I sing a song first before I pray, pray us Go out? Go ahead. Okay, this is my sign off song. Okay, I told you I'm a little bit, you know, old school girl. So I grew up watching the Calvinet show. And all of y'all young books don't know about that. But this is my sign off song. I'm so glad we've had this time together. We ain't cooking nothing, but just to laugh and joke and sing a song. Seems we've just got started and before you know it, now it's time for me to say so long. So long for now from the singing Kigley. And now buy your eyes, buy your eyes, buy your head, <laughs> close your eyes, <laughs> your word of prayer. <laughs> Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for this time. God, with my brother and so many others, Father God, that tuning in. Father God, we thank you so much for your grace, your mercy, your love, and your kindness. We thank you, Father God, for assuring us, Father God, that we are the apple of your eye. Father God, and that you are so much in love with us. I pray, Father God, that you will be with each and every one of everyone that is listening to, listening or watching this podcast, Father God, that you will help them get through whatever, whatever they may be going through, Father God, in their lives. Father God, I pray, Father God, that you would strengthen them, Father God, and help them to know who they are if they don't already. Father God, help them, Father God, to get over any fear, Father God, in their lives. Help them to learn to totally depend and lean and trust in you. In the mighty master's name of Jesus, I pray and count these things done by the aid of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Appreciate the singing cake lady. Like I said, my God is my source podcast. We trust God to be our source, not our jobs. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto us. He didn't say seek ye first money. He didn't say seek ye first a job. He didn't say seek ye first children, husband, wife. He said seek ye first the kingdom of God. That's right. And then 
all the things that we be worried about about life will be added unto us. So we signing out. Appreciate y'all for logging in. We're going to keep these episodes coming. Signing out. God's My Source podcast. Mm. We out. <laughs>